Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have two very special guests. We got Brent Daniels and Todd Toback back for round two. Uh, today we're gonna be going about how to keep more of your money and close more deals. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trank, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties, and I help entrepreneurs create businesses that support their family, lifestyle, and goals through mentorship. I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. If you want to be on that uh, program, drop me a message on Instagram at steve.trang. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. As a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for the show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. Either share this episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell your best takeaway later on, so that way we can all grow together. And this is a live show, so please ask your questions for Brent and Todd to answer. You guys ready? Yeah! Let's get ready to rock. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go. go. So, first topic, how do you keep more of your money? What is that, what is that about? Love it. So, okay, so off the bat, here, here's, a, here's an interesting thing that I, that I get out of masterminding, out of connecting, out of uh, just having conversations with like the top guys around the country, and it's something that bothers me to death, okay? This is what they do. They make money, and then they pay themselves like seven or $10,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going back to their family. It's not going back to buying assets. It's just sitting in the account, which makes them then go and spend this on bigger teams, more marketing, expanding to different markets. And then all of a sudden that money disappears it's and gone. none of it goes home. None of it goes home. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I that I highly suggest for anybody, because we're getting off to a fast start here, yeah, Steve. A fast start. Yeah. No, I mean, I love this. And the last time I was on here, uh, I was told that I have to stay away from the microphone because people are listening. They hear you and then they have to turn it down every time I'm on. So I'm going to stay back here. But um, I think it's a really good and this is something that you taught me uh, that Todd taught me and that we've talked about a lot is keep a certain amount in your business account. Mm -hmm. Right. I keep two months operation costs, marketing costs, whatever it is in there. Everything else off the top goes to my savings, yeah. goes to my family, everything. I don't care, I'll do it daily, I'll do it weekly, yeah. I'll do it, I like, it, that inspires me, that makes me move, and then when mm -hmm. I see only two months in there, that's when I That's when I feel that hunger, mm -hmm. right? That heat, yep. that, that, that movement. You know, I heard Grant Cardone actually talk about this, right? He's like, you wanna work like you're broke, yep. right? And he's like, I, you know, if Greg Cardone says, I work like I'm broke, you work like you're a millionaire, <laughs> right? And so it's really funny, uh, you know, back in 2014, I had a guy running our company, really, really, really nice guy. And, and he'd say, hey, you know, every time there's, there's significant money in the account, you take it out of the company. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's for. So, you know, I'd be peeling off 40, 50, 60,000 a month yep. out of the business account and, and putting it in my savings account. Right. And he's like, hey, you're robbing the company. I'm like, no. I'm like, you guys have to operate over this 40 or $50,000. But here's where it really, really helped me, right? Is that anytime the business account got below $50,000, right? Mm -hmm. I used to get this nervous energy, right? I'm like, this can't fall below 50. But, I, but at the same point, I have paid myself. That money now is working in mutual funds or other real estate or hard money loans, right? But now my company, there's this ner nervous energy that there's not enough money there, which got me really, really excited. I remember we, we had a, at one point when we had a big team, had guys were going off Craigslist 
to get deals off Craigslist, right? To mm -hmm. save money on marketing. We had mailing campaigns going out, but I said, what's in the database? What can we get today? What can we extract? What can we maximize? How can we raise up the level of intensity, right? So that you guys can do a deal today. And when you extract money out of that, it takes out that comfort mm -hmm. zone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, thanks for bringing up. I mean, that's, yep. a, that's a great way to start. Well, I think out. also, Steve, when people are starting out, so just speaking to anybody that's just starting out in this business, the idea is to keep the money, right? I, I have a that's lot of purpose. I, mean, I have a lot of business just to work hard, right? Well, I think you know some. You, you know, you have some success. You get some. You know, you you want to uh, involve people that you love or people that you know mm -hmm. that maybe they're at your other job mm -hmm. or maybe you knew them from a different profession. So you bring them now, in. But okay. I also think what people do off the bat, first of all. When you're when you make your first deal, when you're getting your first deals, you should be taking eighty percent of that. Put twenty percent back. But if you're doing it smart, if you're talking to people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're cold calling, if you're getting it from door knocking, if you're being really proactive every single day, you can keep that. Yeah. As long as you don't have to throw it into marketing and throw it into something else every single time. I see that time and time again. Take your first deal, throw it back into marketing. Take no. your first three, throw yeah. it back into marketing. No, start building the nest so that when you're out of the military right in six months when you're when you uh, you want to get out of your job you want to do all these things because this is a side hustle for most people starting mm -hmm. out build that up and just forget about it like you have to think that it's like starting at zero every day right, right. but just put it somewhere don't just think that you're being a smart entrepreneur because you're th investing more in your yeah. company well, I think this, this is we are not making a product so what's fascinating right is that my personal life, I understood savings, right? My parents taught me about fiscal mm -hmm. financial responsibility, you know, every penny saves, penny earned, all that good stuff, right? And when I got into the business world, this switch flipped. I don't know why, but every dollar I made went right back into business. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself, I'm just reinvesting into the business. Seven years later, I'm not making any more money because I'm just reinvesting yeah. in the business. And I read Profit First, like, wait a minute, you can pay yourself first? Yep, right. <laughs> So, you know, when you're W2, you pay yourself first. You understand that to build financial wealth. But for some reason, we get into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Right. That mind goes away. Well, and that whole that whole uh, equation is your expense. You, you take out, you take you take the profit first. Whatever's left over, that's what you're allowed to spend on your expenses. Exactly. You're not just putting more right. in. Right. You know, and just a really easy way to say this. One of the things that I've seen with new wholesalers is that, and because I'm, I'm a direct mail guy, you know, Brent is, is a talk to people guy, but even if you're cold calling, it doesn't matter, right? There are leads that come in, right? And, and if you want to simplify this business, there's just three things. Yep. There's marketing, right? And I suggest you start out just one or two marketing channels, right? When you start spreading out, that's where you get loose with the money, by the way. A little PPC here, a little Facebook here, a little, uh, you know, text blasting here, you know. Lead generation. Whatever it is, yeah. right? Don't get sloppy, right? Focus on one. Right, but where people get mistakes is that if they don't have another deal, they're like, I need to market more, mm -hmm. right? Meanwhile, they have leads sitting in their database right now that need to be qualified or requalified or taking down that uh, prospect into a sales path. And so because most people that maybe have money in their account, they think they want to dump that back into fresh new marketing yeah. when they're already sitting on gold, which yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. <clears throat> right. But it's something that happens. I don't know if, if there are people saying it, but whatever it is, or you see you know, see other people doing it, it's like, right. oh, they're just reinvesting back in their business, yep. which sounds great. Yeah, right. 
but there also needs to be a pay yourself right component 100 percent. so is there a target you know how much you say like you know you've got two months you just everything else clears out mm-hmm. do you have mm-hmm. the same well like for myself for one of my companies i pay myself a twelve thousand uh, dollar salary out of mm-hmm. our, our wholesale business but with that that's a salary so that comes out every every single month and then on top of that i take out monthly distributions based on where the account is right so yeah. for us i take 50 th- I, I, my bottom line for my uh for my uh, uh account whole, wholesaling account yeah. is 50 grand right mm-hmm. now i've always i've always kept it out there right so if ten thousand goes out or fifteen thousand goes out right at the just at that 50 level and again it's like not, not like if you take it out you couldn't you couldn't put that back in right but just that mental thing where that account is always sitting at fifty thousand dollars for at least for the wholesaling side right always has kind of kept this little nervous energy, right? That keeps people producing. What's closing, what's in the pipeline, right? Keeps it front and center. So that's the number that works for me. But I think whatever the number is for you, right? That, that's, and they talk about that in profit first, right? Mm-hmm. That's gonna force you to, um, you know, be more resourceful in your yeah. own company. Yeah. Well, can, can you put like, you know, as a rough guideline, 50, 50K, is there a certain amount of months that's, that, that sustains you? I mean, I think with direct mail, that's like probably two months max. Right. At 50K. Well, again, it depends on how much you're mailing, right? right? So for us, at one point, we had a direct mailing budget like sixty or seventy thousand dollars, right? And right. right now, our direct mailing budget right now is only fifteen to twenty a month, right? Fifteen or twenty yes. a month, right? But as you pay that out, also, if you have a pipeline, mm-hmm. right, and you are working those leads, right, you're going to be getting in that. You're, you're thinking about getting deals in weekly, and that's what we could talk more about today. Right? Yes. is that that fifty? You're right. If you have to wait two months to get paid again, mm-hmm. right? That's where people get into yep. trouble, yeah. right? You gotta earn money today, yep. right? You gotta work like you're broke, like a crazy person, right? Or if you don't wanna work like a crazy person, then at least have a couple of people around you, but you gotta be on them yep. mm-hmm. to make money, yep. right? And fine, if you wanna grow a bigger operation, mm-hmm. do that, yep. right? That's okay, but you're gonna have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and make sure that with that expanding team that you're getting paid for it. And uh, we talked about this before we hopped online, that you must get paid for additional risk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's not. I've seen so many people. They're like, I need a disposition manager. I need an acquisition manager. I need a lead manager. I need an admin. I need an admin for my admin. I need, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I need a. And then so it's like it, it gets out of control. Right. Right. And I think it's more about ego. Yep. Than profit. Yep. Yeah, more about yeah. ego than profit, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about, I know uh, you're gonna have Jason Boozy on the show. I mean, you have some really great guests on the show, by Thank the way, you. man, good job. Very lucky. Um, your show is just awesome. Uh, and, you know, this guy is all about doing, you know, monster deals, which I'm a big fan of, yep. but keeping all those profits. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why he's able to do that is that he's got his eye on that. He knows what he's after, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And that's the check. And so some people, I think we get caught up in the ego and maybe that underneath that's maybe what they're after. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think, you know, listen, some people want to build a big whatever. Got it. So the first part of this is keep more money. So mm-hmm. let's just put a let, let's put a bow on this. OK, yes. pay yourself first because I want to I want to deep dive. I yeah. want to get into the get more deals portion yeah. Yeah. of this whole thing, because that's right. that's what people are really tuning into mm-hmm. to get excited about. Uh, but keep more. Pay yourself first. Number one. Number two. Listen to me. There is enough meetup groups, there's enough support, there's enough Facebook groups, there's enough mentorships, there's enough things out there. You do not need a business partner. You don't. 
okay? You wanna really keep the most? You don't need a business partner that takes 50%. You can hire somebody. Listen, I had a business partner forever. He's making twice as much as he was when we were together. Mm -hmm. I, same, right? Making a lot. Yeah. It's just, listen, you don't need a business partner. Keep it for yourselves. Have the security inside yourself to know that there is there can only be one person on the white horse. There's only one person leading the charge in the company. And just let that be you. Have the confidence in there. And if you're a number two, be a number two. But just understand that, okay? Yeah. So that's keeping mm -hmm. the money. Let's talk about getting more yeah. Sorry, more deals. Let's talk about you it. told me not to hit the hit yeah. the table. Let's go. Um, Let's talk about it. But and you guys touched on it. The, so we break down this business. There's only three parts: mm -hmm. lead generation, conversion, and disposition or exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Because this is real estate. This isn't just wholesale. Correct. But let's just call it exit strategy there. Well, I don't think people are having a problem getting the leads. The problem no, people have is is converting conversion. The leads. Conversion! <laughs> and you guys, I mean, this is this is your guys' right. wheelhouse, so I'm going to let you guys just go, you know, furious here. But it's just that is such an important thing, right? It is You can bring in as many leads as possible, but if there is no conversion, if you're not there at the right time saying the right things, locking them up, shortening the timeline, yeah. yep. you're losing. This is how you get more deals. 100%. Yep. It's Yes, go out there. Talk to people. Get referrals. Cold call, text mm -hmm. message, mail, pay-per-click, all these things, banded signs, all these things, right? Yeah. That's what people want to talk about. People should be talking about conversion. Well, people should be talking about the the sitting belly to belly, face to face, knee to knee with the seller, lead follow-up, pre-qualification, offer presentation. Yep. So so let me summarize actually what you just said. Yep. Is you know, I think a lot of people are always looking for the magic bullet. Mm -hmm. Right, and because of that, they're always uh, dabbling their their feet in these different marketing channels, when they're just looking for a laydown. Yeah. Right now, I don't know about you, but in San Diego, the laydowns <laughs> they're not, gone. There's no laydowns. They're gone. Okay. <laughs> so if you're just joining this business and you're like, hey, I want to, you know, just start and get fifty thousand dollar check. Hey, look, that can happen in some markets, and I'm not saying you know it, it's an impossibility. But you can't rely on that. Mm -hmm. You just absolutely can't rely on the laydown. And so now you must say, okay, this actual this business, you actually have to get paid for the value that you give your salespeople. If you have a sales team, I think that's one of the things you get paid for, mm -hmm. right? Or the value that uh, your persuasion skills when you meet with a seller. And so they are sh they're spending more money, yeah. or looking for a new strategy, or you know looking for some new uh, tool out there that's going to solve the problem of conversion. The hard work. The hard work, right? And so for me, I think this business comes down into that, that conversion part, mm -hmm. only three things. Is that number one, is that you gotta understand that conversion is everything. Mm -hmm. If you look at anyone making 50 grand a month or six figures a month in this business, right, they understand conversion. Yeah. Right, that they say, this is imperative, I've gotta be able to do this, and and if I don't do this, then I, then I won't be successful, and if I do, I'm gonna write my own check. Exactly. Number two though, I think people have to understand this is not a natural born skill, right? That they're not natural born salesperson. You don't get off that easy. Okay. For me, I, when I first started, I was the worst, the worst. And there's a long story. I don't think we have time for it, but long story. I was in a van sound alarms. I didn't sell one. Right. And this, this, this you were in a van selling alarms. <laughs> is that what the, you just the said? Vans took us to neighborhoods oh, okay. selling alarms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after three weeks, I didn't sell one. Yeah. And there was a, uh, a 60 year old woman pothead who was living in the back of a van who was crushing me. Yeah. Right. And she was like, 
you know, and I was complaining about the product one day and she was like, stop complaining about the product. You know, yo, yo, it's a you know, 20 year old snot nosed kid. Yeah. She's like, learn the script, practice, get in front of her mirror, which I was too good for. I had a college degree. Of course. You know, and she was living in the back of a van smoking pot. You knew yeah. more than her. Right. And I, and I knew more than her. Right. Meanwhile, she's <laughs> making 700 bucks a day and I'm making nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, I, you know, that was a real punch in the gut, but I learned from that and that you've got to understand that this can be learned. And then third, once you know that, you've got to make the commitment. You've got to make the commitment this is your craft Yep. and that you can be better and that you've got to put in the work daily mm -hmm. to become a master closer. Yeah. And I think that's something that's missed, right? Because they think that you can go learn this skill, right? And you just spend a day or whatever and you can learn this skill. But the yeah. commitment part, I think it's missed because I'm, I go to sales training still, right? You know, every single week, once or twice a week, and I, I've, I've learned it, I've heard it. It's like, oh wait, that's what I missed. Right. That's why I screwed up. So how does someone commit to getting better at sales? Well, there's a few ways, right? Number one, I mean, obviously, want to listen to podcasts and learn. Um, you know, Brent and I actually have an event coming up. Yeah. Um, if you go to Wholesale Certified Pro, you can mm -hmm. find more about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you, you know, the one, there's a, the, there's a ton of free podcasts that, that I put out on, on uh, Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I've also put it on Brent's YouTube channel. So there's free stuff there you can start with, right? Yeah. But uh, I'd, I'd start there, okay? And the second thing is, if you want, we could talk about some of those sales things today if we have time. How, how are we living on time? Yeah, yeah we're doing, right. we've got plenty of time. We're okay. good. Great. So, you know, I'm going to focus on not actually on meeting with a motivated seller. I mean, that's like a whole nother part of that, right? Mm -hmm. Most people get caught up is really the process of being with the seller on the phone, mm -hmm. yep. right? And communicating with the seller. So again, this lay down, and, and you can interrupt me at any time. Yep. Here. The, the lay down is kind of a thing in the past. Anybody can close a lay down, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm going to say, you know, the person who says I need cash today and uh, you know, the first person who comes to my house with a contract, I'm going to sell for 60 cents in the dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anybody can do that. Yeah. So, so if that's the person, you know, this is not that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the, what happens to most people is they, they're on the phone with somebody and they're, they're first starting out and the, the seller, when they call, they immediately take control of the conversation. Mm -hmm. They're like, what company are you with? How long you've been in business? How much are you going to pay me for my house? What's your license number? What's your license number, right? No, no and of course, Brent goes, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six. <laughs> I just give him my, my cell phone number. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so immediately, right, the new wholesaler or salesperson or acquisition specialist, if you want to call yourself, they immediately tighten up and their blood pressure goes to the roof and they start like defending themselves. Yep. Right. And they lose control of the conversation when you're or not. Or answer the questions. Answer their questions. Yeah. And so what's, when you're doing that, you got two problems. Number one, you're not directing the conversation to where you need to go. But the other part, oh, three problems. Number two is that you could possibly waste your time with an unmotiv unmotivated prospect. And then three is that you're not listening. You're not gaining the information needed for the rest of the five things that I'm going to talk about. So one of the things that I'm going to talk about, right, is the the reversing, the redirect. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the redirect is that when someone responds to you, asks you a question, the way that you can maintain control of a conversation is to immediately respond with a question. I've learned this from a lot of sales trainers out there. And Derek, my, my uh, sales manager from Pfizer was amazing at this. Yeah. And so if someone calls and asks a question, you immediately want to respond with a question. Sometimes 
you can respond with a little bit of an answer, mm -hmm. but then immediately cut into the question. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you're like, hey, you know, uh, uh, how long have you been in business? Right. You know, I could say if I want to answer it, if it's going to serve me, I might say, well, 18 years. But let me ask you a question. Right. Is there a reason why you asked me mm -hmm. how long I've been in business? Right. 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 And I took it back. And she may say, well, it, it may come out. This is what I love about the, the, the redirect is that she may say, well, I'm meeting with five or six other investors and mm -hmm. they were here right before you. Right. Which then will lead me to, oh, well, how did that go? And she's like, well, I have an offer on the table for, you know, 65, you know, 63, 62, 61 and 60. Yeah. And just from a question of how long have you been in business? I know now she has six offers. Right. All on where I need to be. And now I've cut like a year off my sales cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got to make sure I'm talking to the microphone here. Go ahead, Brent. Let me. Well, I just and I want to because you guys are deep, deep, deep sales training, years of experience, mm -hmm. killers, like unbelievable. Right. I always, when I was on the phone, when I was following up, I always, or, or just a cold call, my two biggest things that I, I literally had in front of me in my little prospecting, uh, like, like booth would be confirm and approve, mm -hmm. confirm what they're saying, approve it. Oh yeah. I want 250,000. Oh, great. Okay. You want 250,000 and then ask another question, mm -hmm. right? What is your guys thoughts on that? How does that do you guys do some of that? Does Man, that play this, into some of the mirroring, redirect? Right. right. 250,000. Right. Or yeah. It sounds like you said 250,000. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yep. Yeah. So repeating, yep. uh, mm -hmm. mirroring for sure. Yeah. Right. People want to feel heard and there's no way better way to feel heard than to repeat what they said. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's no, you want to cause friction in a conversation, start disagreeing with them off the bat. <laughs> mm -hmm. 250,000. I mean, I'm Where looking at Zillow. It yeah. says 178. Are you crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about agreeing. It's funny. So uh, Brian, one of our acquisition managers, yep. we're meeting with like an extreme right wing, you know, uh, like super right wing, right? Yeah. And she starts going and Brian, he's kind of like, you know, leaning to the left. And she, he, she starts talking all of a sudden. Oh, she's no. like, well, how do you feel? And he's like, well, I'm kind of more on the, I'm like, shh. <laughs> I completely agree <laughs> yeah. with whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, just, yeah, be quiet. I'm sorry, did I put a bruise on the No, other? that was good. You know, I like it. It's like kind of um, fires me up. But, you know, that's really, really good. Actually, I learned a tip there. So I, mm -hmm. for me, I'm, I haven't been great at actually repeating what the seller says. But what I, I always say, you got to cushion. Stuff. Yeah. So whenever you use any of these techniques, if you feel tension rising, you got a cushion, mm -hmm. right? And that's a technique that, that mm -hmm. we use. And so sometimes I use tone of voice and yes. I back up, yes. but you just use repeating. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's these little tools that you can use when you start to, to use these communication techniques, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That cushion is gonna enable you to be able to do that if you sense that and sense the volume. And that's a great one. And I, th I think also with the mirroring, just like you were saying, the tone and pace that they're talking. So I work with a lot of people in the TTP family that have yeah. joined and one of the toughest things, so they'll send me their recordings of their calls. Oh, that's awesome. And the tone is here. When the other people are talking and they're kind of going here. And if your tone is here, it's really tough for them to open up. It's yeah. really tough for them to like feel like you're not just going through the motions or that you're a telemarketer or something. You know what I mean? Most people in that's that's what I see with most people that hire Filipinos or somebody from a different country yeah, is their tone. Their yes. tone is here yeah. because they're trained almost robotically to say the script as it is said, right? So, and so it really it really pulls people out of rapport. So I think 
not only confirming and approving, but using a tone in where it sounds, oh, accepting mm-hmm. and loving and yeah. okay, and then you can go in with a question. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought this up yeah. because I actually had this yesterday. You know, I'm talking, I'm on a sales call, and the guy is just talking really slow, and I naturally talk faster. And so like, I had to intentionally slow, just because it was so far apart, mm-hmm. our speed of conversation, had to slow down. It was really tough for me. It was mm-hmm. painful. It was a painful conversation, mm-hmm. but you have to. Yep. You have to slow down. You have to mirror. You have to build rapport. And that's yep. exactly it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I think, you know, the when, whenever we're talking about conversion, uh, uh, converting these leads, right, um, we need to make sure that we're we're spending time with people that will actually do business mm-hmm. with us. Right. So I thing, think pre, pre-qualifying them is so critically important. And that's one of the steps that most people don't go into mm-hmm. because they don't want this this precious lead to not be a lead anymore mm-hmm. right especially as you're starting out if you only have a few leads if mm-hmm. this is anybody that's being nice to you or they're saying yes or whatever else you're like i gotta guard this lead uh, i love yeah. this lead i don't want it to go so it's i don't want to ask the one tough of the questions yeah. mistakes you can make right you yeah. see it with your disqual- students oh i i don't see as much with our students because we preach so hard okay. on disqualifying yeah. as yeah. fast as you can yeah. Yeah. like get them off kick them out like yeah. max my business partner mm-hmm. he'll if it's been five minutes, this is not a real seller. Let's go back to the office. Let's start prospecting again. There's no point in spending an hour and a half with an unrealistic seller. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes back to don't be scared of the truth, mm-hmm. right? Is that you want to be a truth teller and a truth seeker, mm-hmm. right? And so don't be scared of that answer because you're right. Is you are people are like, oh, well, I'm just practicing. I'm like, that is a bunch of malarkey, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you don't spend time practicing with unmotivated sellers, yeah. right? Um, and, and usually we'll do that because we don't want to spend, if you are cold calling, you don't want to spend the time prospecting. So you'd rather talk to someone who actually will talk to you. Right. Uh, but let me talk a little bit about that second step, which we use, which is verbal commitments, mm-hmm. right? Verbal commitments, let's talk about pre-qualifying. Yep. Is that a lot of times uh, where people get in trouble, even with money and, and costs, again, they're, they're spending so much money just trying to look for those laydowns, mm-hmm. right? And, they, and they're not pushing any of the, the leads forward in that database. Yep. Because once you start putting the pressure on, and good pressure, I mean, just asking really, really good questions, that will automatically disqualify people. 100%. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so, again, being scared of kind of where you're at. And then the other part about that is that once you have that courage, you will find people will move forward. And so a lot of these people who we do business with are natural procrastinators, right? Think about it. Someone who's behind on taxes yeah. or their son has been living in the property for three years. By the way, my all-time favorite seller, if you've got a family member living in a property, Call me right now. I can help. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like the best deals ever, right? There's so yeah. much emotion tied to oh, it. Oh, it's charged. Uh, Very it's emotionally charged. charged. And the ones that go on the longest. Yep. Right. And so when you get there, it's never about price. Mm-hmm. And so, but those situations, they tend to drag on and on and on and on and on. And so what's really important for us that we learn is to every end every phone call with a very next action. Mm-hmm. Right. And then have the seller define, make it always make it their idea, define the very next action in specificity. Right. And, you know, I don't want to overcomplicate that, but but what are they going to do between now and the next phone call to be able to make a decision? It may not be a contract, but it might be the ne- very next step. Yeah. What we like to call it a clear future. OK, clear. We future. have to have we're, you and I. We're on the same page that when we talk again, yep. you know what you're going to do. I know what I'm going to do. And then we meet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, right? Yeah, and then have a date and time. 
So the whole thing about I will call you next Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. right? I will oh, no. Yeah. I'll call you next week. Yeah, hold on. I'll forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just the comfort zone. It's yeah. the comfort zone because a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to set the appointment. I don't want right. to seem like I'm doing too pushy. I'm going to lose the lead. All right, th- that's it. And so you will know by, by pressing into this, by leaning into this, right, the truth will start to leak out. It's like a sponge, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And you get to find... The truth. So you will lose leads and that is okay. That's great. Right? Yep. It, because now it'll start to be very, very clear. And now we, you know, you have a, we have a, a hot and warm list. Mm-hmm. That list, if you have it, you know, first of all, there should be 20 or 30 people on there at all times, right? And that's good because you can continue to work that path. And so now everybody knows what time you're going to speak. And if you set those commitments and someone doesn't show up two, three, four times, yep. well, you, you know, you, you, you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Or, you said a week com- or you said a week commitment. A week commitment, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always find that talking about getting them talking, the longer I get them talking, the longer anybody, uh, the more they open up, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like the, the first, I would say probably 45 seconds to 90 seconds, it's like they got that shield, that reflex, no, they've got that force field on. And then I always ask specifics about the house. What remodeling have you done to the kitchen and bathrooms in the last five years, mm-hmm. right? And then they start going, and then they start talking about the floors, and then they start talking about the roof, then they start talking about their son that's lived yes. there for three years, oh, yeah. right? So, you know, you've got you've got condition, timeline, motivation, price. Those are the four things you got to prequal every single time. And I love going condition and getting them to open up, because a lot of people will tell you about the house, mm-hmm. because that's just kind of like catalog right it's just kind of in their head it's easy for them to go and then they start getting into what happened to the house and their motivation and what's going on here and Mm -hmm. the toughest one and this is what i wanted to bring up to you i'm setting you up for this the toughest one to pull out of everybody is the price oh yeah yeah. for sure right before we get there i want to talk about how many bad movies yeah that you sat through and it's like this movie sucks Uh uh-huh but I already watched 45 minutes. I might as well. I'm going to go through. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. mm-hmm. And so having this conversation with a seller, if you have a long conversation, they'd rather just go with you if you guys can get close on price because they don't want to have this conversation again, again with another person. It. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very Save. Good. Brilliant, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that is true. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we talk about actually when you're meeting with motivated so we have that pain step. Yeah. And I remember, you know, for me, I'm I'm a negotiator, right? I don't like to pay retail for anything. But I'm telling you, I was in a car dealership one time mm-hmm. and I was there for three and a half hours. And if they would have thrown twenty five hundred bucks at the end on there, I would have still signed the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they, they they got me. They knew yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think they only got me for like a three hundred clear coat or something. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> the under <laughs> undercoat. Undercoat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Breast protection. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and there's a few other things about the... the, the pulling the, out price. Uh, you know, pulling out price. So, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, price conditioning, because there are five techniques mm-hmm. of uh, the that we talk about in the No Limit Selling System. But if you want, we can talk about price and some t- techniques that yeah. you can really sure. get on price. Yeah. I think people love it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, some people say, well, how do I get the seller to come down? Right? Well, first thing, and I, you know, you probably know this and maybe you preached it. But you got to have a motivated seller. Okay, so let's, you know, let, let, <laughs> let's assume. Let's assume the motivated seller. You've had the conversation. You're asking the hard questions. There's they real have, pain. There's real pain, yeah. right? You know, there's nothing that you can do to help someone who does not have a problem, right? right? Besides sheer ignorance. And that is, you know, it's, it's lightning, right? You're not, you're not really going to see that. So let's yep. assume that, and it's something that you can help. Um, this is something that people don't realize. 
but you have to believe, okay, that you are worthy of doing a 20 or a 50 or a 100K deal, okay? You are worthy. You can do it. Your market has something to do with it, but really, <laughs> it's much more about you. Yeah. Okay. We were just talking about Jason Boozy, by the way. He's going to be a guest on the show. You get awesome guests. Um, watch that episode. Um, but, you know, this guy does $500,000 deals. I think he's got a course called 500K Deals. Mm -hmm. He gets them because he expects them, right? He wants them. He is looking for them. And when he does this, his eyes only see that kind of money, yep. right? And yep. when he sees... You know, and, and when he sees a 10K deal or 20K deal, he's not that interested in it. He's not getting out of bed. He's not getting out of bed. In our company, we've always operated the, the same thing, yeah. okay, the same exact way. And we ran a course called Bigger Deals. And I said, look, I said, I bet you that I can double everyone's deal size on this thing without spending any more money on marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And about, and we, we did some things in the course on the disposition side and some sales training side, and that was part of it, and it's a great course. But the number one thing, and by the way, like literally we had like an 80% success rate. Every, everybody who showed up doubled their deal size. Mm -hmm. Okay, but the number one thing I said was, what are you making now? Okay, and then let's double that. Yeah. Right, and then we, we focused on that. Okay, and just by that, yeah. people made more. Right, because how do most people negotiate? They, they, they go in, and pull it all together now. Is they say, okay, I'm meeting with the seller, and if I could just make ten thousand dollars, right, then I'm good. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they go there, and that's exactly what they negotiate for on the front end. And guess what? When they're negotiating with the buyer, let's say the buyer side gets crazy, they sabotage themselves. Right? Yeah. They sabotage themselves. You are sabotaging yourself. Mm -hmm. So make the decision. Right? Turn up the volume. Massive Turn up deals. The heat. Do a massive yeah. deal. Right? Yes. Now I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to that you're going to do a 50 banger every single time or 100k. But I tell you what, right? You're going to you, if you're not looking for them, if you're not expecting them, you're not going to get them. I well, say this on stage. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's this. There's two parts I wanted to add here. Is first, we've grown up. Well, most of America. I didn't grow up this way. Most of America grows up. We just don't talk about money. Yeah. So it's a taboo topic. Like in our household, this is crazy. But we knew exactly how much everyone else made in the family. Like mm -hmm. cousins, <laughs> aunts, uncles, like everyone knew because grandma always asked. Yeah. And she told everybody. She was yeah. a gossip machine. Yeah. So but so it was not taboo in our household. So I'm very comfortable talking about money. Mm -hmm. But for the most people most part people are. And the second thing I heard this someone say was that you are making exactly what you feel like you deserve. Mm -hmm. So I think right here, we're talking about mindset, because if you thought you were worth more, you would do something about it, mm -hmm. right? So you have to change that, flip that switch in your mind, which I think is a great point that you're making here. No, I just know you do a $50,000 deal, your, your brain chemistry changes forever yeah. because now it's possible. Now mm -hmm. it's not just that you're, you're thinking that this isn't just some fantasy. This isn't just a hope. This yeah. isn't faith that you can mm -hmm. do big deals. You did it. Yeah. It's in your bank account. Like you can literally make that decision now. You can tweak your mental antenna to look for massive mm -hmm. deals. You right. can, you can. So, you know, getting into the price negotiations, I think that's where we're kind of bringing this to right. is pulling out the price from the seller. Well, they're gonna want to play around with you as well. And right. oftentimes, I mean, we try our best um, at least at, at my company, I'm sure at yours, to get the price out of it and yours. Right, to sure. pull the price Same out of them first. first. Yes. But sometimes you can't. 
So, and sometimes you have to take a shot across the bow. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about how to do that. Yeah. Right. Because it's really important. I always talk about three levels of rapport. So you always want to be able to do this. The three levels of rapport. I go into. We're going to go into detail on this in a wholesale certified pro. But the the issue there is that if you build rapport, right, you can go in for really really low prices, mm-hmm. and if you and and if they're like, no way, you can still save it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have this, like, you know, I just met you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to try to have sex on the first date. Right. Um, it's going to be really tough to recover from that. Right. Right. Yeah. So you want to have really, 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 really good rapport, level three rapport. Um, the other part about this, though, is that you have to be able to cushion. Mm-hmm. So if you go for that low price, if you're expecting it. Right. Is that how do you go in deep? But knowing that you can recover. Am I making sense, by the way? Yep. Right? We'll yep. elaborate on it, but yes, you're making sense. Okay. We'll elaborate a little bit more on that, but go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that one of my mentors taught, uh, taught me, and this is back when I was doing lease options, Peter Conti and David Finkel, when they were teaching uh, lease option courses, was something called the range technique, mm-hmm. right? So uh, when you talk to a seller and you try to get that number, gosh, I mean, it seems like sellers are getting better and better at this, right? Not saying that the number. <laughs> they, they're going to seminars. They're going to seminars. <laughs> they listen to the seller, uh, distressed seller negotiation <laughs> Brent, podcast. Brent actually yeah. has a podcast. <laughs> Teaching, teaching sellers, sellers yeah. how to negotiate with wholesalers. No, no, no. <laughs> they're getting a lot of reps. Um, yeah. They're getting a lot of reps, right? That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but if you can't get a number, or if somehow you ask five, you want to ask five different ways, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, what's the lowest you'll take? Uh, have you talked to anybody else at the property? You know, give me your best guess. Uh, you know, what would you be happy with? So I, you, know, you should ask at least five different ways, mm-hmm. okay? And we won't get into, into that. But if you can't get that, and they throw out a number, the way to cushion this is the range technique. So if they, they say, I want 200,000, right? Instead of saying, I'll give you a uh, hundred, say, hey, look, what if I could get something like, a, you know, a hundred to 150,000, right? Is that, and I know that's a big range, right? But is that something that you'd even consider? Or probably not, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's you're offering a little bit of reluctance, so you're pulling away. And what it does, it just, it's a little bit of a cushion. And I say probably not, the tonality is everything. Yeah. This right. is, I wanted you to elaborate on that. Yeah. Right. Is that something you would consider or probably not? Yeah, or probably not, you know? <laughs> and so like it's Brent, he's just such a nice guy. He's not yeah. pressuring. So yeah. even though I'm all offering you 50 cents on the dollar, this guy is just so nice. He's not putting any pressure. <laughs> right. Versus if I'm like, I'll give you 170,000 right now, sign the dotted line, <laughs> sign the tension or rises. It away. <laughs> but I could offer 130 with a different tone of voice and they love me. Yeah. Right. Right? So it's all about the tonality, in my, in my opinion, and then using that range technique. I didn't really make you an offer. I just threw it out there. So what I do, just a little bit differently, is I throw, I'll throw Brett under the bus, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what we can offer yet, but I know investors in the area, mm-hmm. these TTP guys. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like yeah. 100, 130 on this yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that something that you even consider? Yeah. Right? So I'm just throwing investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the bus, mm-hmm. it's like that's offensive. It's like, yeah, I thought I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or like, oh, that sounds like something we could do. It's like, okay, maybe we can, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we could possibly work something out here. Yeah, but I'm throwing everybody else in. Yeah, that is awesome. By the way, I'm going to take that back for our team. That is awesome. Yeah. You know what? With that, it's part of that. Actually, that was another thing I was going to talk about. It's price conditioning. Yeah, right. So price conditioning, and so you are now saying, hey, this is what investors do. I'm use that. I'm definitely pocketing that. Mm-hmm. But that was a. Uh, um, it's something that investors do. So it's not only one investor offering yeah. that, but they all are going to offer you that, yeah. right? right? And so I don't even need to start negotiating there. What you do during this process is you plant a seed, right? So I don't know about you, but have you ever done a remodel in your house? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Right, okay. 
but the number that you start out with right, oh, yeah. is like low, right? <laughs> but then like it always quadruples, right? Mm -hmm. But what happens magically. is, magically, but what happens is because it kind of happens over a period of, let's say, three to four months, yep. right? It's kind of like you, you say you, you get this fatigue thing, right? And by the time you get to the end, you're like, I'm just glad to be done with this, right? So if you're price conditioning the entire time, one of that ways, like that's a first strike, what you just talked mm -hmm. about, right? You know, that's one of those. But you're always sowing these seeds. So when mm -hmm. you go through the house, never argue with the seller. Man, I'm getting this better hanging out with you guys here. <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're hanging out with the seller and you're um, starting to look at the property and you, you, know, you start rubbing the little imperfections, like the little mold in the window mm -hmm. or the roof and the thing over there. You know, the worst thing that you could do they start saying, oh, that's $30,000, yeah. that's $20,000, and that's fifteen. First of all, if you're not going to fix it, you're a liar, right? Yeah. But what you do is you just rub it. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, they're going to, like, start defending themselves, right? And you go, you know, like, like oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you start taking notes. Yeah, so, so what Max likes to do is he likes to turn on the flashlight on his iPhone and just kind of... I'll just sit there. Uh, okay. And then not say anything. He'll just yeah. like sit there. And they'll like, well, no, no, that was from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Now, the th interesting thing is that if you can let that sit. Yeah. Right. If you can let that sit, you know, for uh, two hours. Yeah. Right. Or you think that's another, you know, price conditioning. Right. Right. Um, you know, one other thing that I, I will go back to is you're always also weaving these things in. So you're always weaving back in the price conditioning. You're always mm -hmm. weaving in the poor. As soon as you feel tension, right? Weave in the rapport. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and so one of the, but don't make it, don't make it like obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't just keep pulling them back into weird rapport <laughs> because you're trying to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A rapport could be just like, saying something nice to them or in a good tone mm -hmm. or agreeing with them mm -hmm. or whatever they're saying. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know what? It is a lot of work, but you know, don't worry about it. You yeah. know, anything, you know what I mean? Just making them comfortable. It doesn't have to be like, uh, Oh, okay. I guess he fishes. You like fishing? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I like fish too. I eat them all the time. You know, you know what I mean? Well, oh, yeah, so, sure. so let me talk, you know, some of the stuff that the rapport building that you're talking about though, it seems very natural. Mm -hmm. Seems very natural. Right. Okay, I know I'm setting you up here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. Okay. Right? So why does it seem so natural, Brent? Well, first of all, I do it a lot. Right. Right? You've got it. You have to understand there's different personalities types, and you have to get at the plate. It's just like Tom. Tom Kroll said, it's perfect. It is the education. It is not education plus action equals results. Mm -hmm. It's action plus results are your education. So the more, and I I was very comfortable with talking to strangers, being around, growing up, even in college, I didn't do it as much, you know. I really had to get to a lot of different reps, being around it, mm -hmm. getting in the situations to where I understood, oh, when I agree with this tone or when I do this, people seem to open up a little bit right. more that are this type of personality, that type. So it took some training and a lot of practice, like a lot, a lot, a lot of mm -hmm. practice. And, and and actually being, I think the biggest thing is like actually being like alive and in the moment and aware, you know what I mean? Not oh. just being there and just kind of, you know, thinking of how am I going to get this dude down a hundred K? I think the, the thing Be that's present. Kinda, that happens is you got to get so many repetitions. You got to be so good mm -hmm. that you can kind of not be there 
and you can kind of see what's happening as it's happening. Like you're not you mm-hmm. in that body. Like you're just kind of like you're there, but you see what's going on as if you were a third party. Right. And you got to have a lot of reps to recognize it, right? Where you can recognize yep. the tone, you can recognize the body language. Yep. You can see the eyebrow twitch. You can see the you know, you can see the arms crossing and mm-hmm. the first 10, 20, 50 appointments, you might not recognize that. Right. Right. But you get enough reps, talk to enough people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to start noticing these subtle. Who, who's the dude that wrote the book principles? Uh, Ray Dial. Right. So um, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, did an interview with him as because he's his mentor. Mm-hmm. And you see the whole time that Ray is talking, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, whatever you want to call him, is like this. Mm-hmm. Actively listening, mm-hmm. actively listening, totally engaged. I think active listening is such a huge tool. I, you don't have to be crazy with it. You don't have nope. to go too wild and then interject and you know mm-hmm. blast them out. But active listening on the phone, especially, is critical. Yeah. But I think also in in in, um, in the moment in the appointment, it's just so important. And I think you can turn it off. Like you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, I mean like you could be nodding and going, but then as soon as you're talking about something serious or whatever, you can you can show that you're you're listening and you're serious. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like there's ways to turn it on and off to show authenticity. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. So let me do, you know I, I will won't take us too far off off topic here. I love it. Right. But one of the things that you're talking about is like uh, you know sitting there in reps and being able to do this was one thing that's gonna give you confidence, right? Because if you are like desperate, and by the way, if you're trying to do your first deal Mm -hmm. or you're like cash poor right now, like I get it. I've I've been there and you're like, I've gotta get this next deal. I need this deal to happen. I've been there, I I, I remember these days, right? Right. We're like, we need this deal to close. Right, Right. and or you maybe just like joined a coaching program and you spent, you know, $5,000 and now like your wife is gonna be like, you are an idiot if you don't close this You better get some deals. You better (laughs) get some deals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a confidence that happens, obviously, once you have money in the bank and you've done the deals, right? So it, you also have confidence knowing, though, that if this deal doesn't close, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. That there's somebody right behind that, and you have to believe that, mm-hmm. right? So my recommendation on all this fits together, that one, two, three thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Is focus on one or two marketing channels. Yep. Right? And then make sure, it doesn't even have to be a lot of money. That's the crazy part about this is that it, that marketing is going out every day or every week consistently like, like clockwork yep. so that while you're with that seller if you are just a one man shop you get two or three leads as you're on the phone with that seller cuz all you need is two or three four leads a day mm-hmm. to make 100k a month yep i mean that is true it's true right and i'm more worried about the guy who's getting 20 leads a day uh, working by himself than the guy who's getting and, and he's waiting a day or two to get back to these people and the mm-hmm. guy's got two or three who's on the spot with them mm-hmm. right so you got to have uh, marketing you, you got to have your head straight that goes back to your psychology right and that way you can use some of these techniques and you could listen and not care you're going to lose the deal and have that out of out of matrix body experience yeah. that we're talking about you know the other part about this that also builds a lot of rapport it also kind of works into the pri- all, all these five communication techniques works together is something that we call the stealth mismatch right and the stealth mismatch is going the opposite of what the seller does because most sellers are going to lie and the, no. the key is they, yeah, <laughs> they're going to lie right <laughs> and so a lot of them don't know uh you know d- d- aren't going to tell you that they're motivated yeah right? i mean as simple as that i've got time 
right? I've got mm-hmm. time. I've got time, yeah. right? So the one you said, <laughs> if you I get the time. right price. So here's what I'll say: is, Oh, you know, the good thing is, I mean, if your son stays here another six or seven months, you're okay with that, right? I mean, yeah. it sounds like you're good. Oh God, no. Okay, <laughs> boom. Now I got. Why not? Geez, he's. I mean, he's, he's got a really pretty girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> sure, he'll probably get a job sometime. I mean, yeah, right. You know, you know, and so you you, you can do that, right? And say, oh, the good thing is, like, you know. You could put forty or fifty thousand dollars in this place, list with an agent, and give you way more than I can give you. Yeah, you've right? got options. You've got options, right? You know, and you know, and, and let them respond, and then build rapport. And so go, go the opposite. Anytime you feel like they're not being forthright, mismatching, mismatching. Now that mm-hmm. works. By the way, all this stuff works. It doesn't work hundred percent of the time. So that's when you got to get the dance. Yep. Right. And by the way, there's one failsafe that I'll have here because sometimes you got somebody who's like this, and no matter what. You are not going to win. Yeah. Right. And so yep. I'll give you a one fail safe that will, will save you if you do it consistently. If you just did this one thing, you could actually probably net three or four hundred grand a year. And I'll, and I'll and I'll talk about that. But that stealth mismatch, you won't want to get really really good at that. I noticed it works really really good at home. Mm. By the way. <laughs> so just so you know, you this know, is live. Uh, this don't, is don't. live. So um, I can't really talk too much about using it at home. <laughs> but just know. Yeah, <laughs> it works. So I did a sales presentation, and my wife watched it. N- that stuff doesn't work anymore after. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you know, so um, are we good on the stealth mismatch? By the way, I mean, yep. yeah. Do, do we do that? Get it. You know, one other thing though too is uh, these are habits and routines, and we talk about becoming a master of your craft. And there's some things that if you just do them every day, you win, right? If you if you sales train every day, you win. If you market every day, you win. You prospect every day, you win last part about it is all these techniques, I know we didn't touch on everything, is on the offers who have any inkling on selling whatsoever, send out a written offer, mm-hmm. mail it out, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes you are not going to be on your game, mm-hmm. right? But I can tell you what, if you do that, if you're sending out 100 offers a month, one or two will be accepted, right? And send them out with twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 profit. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, right, people like it costs me $7,500 to do a deal, well, that one deal of 20 or 30 grand will totally change your month, mm-hmm. right? And that's where these little dials, if you just get a little better at each one of these areas, they're going to start to multiply, yep. right? Yep. And so I'm telling you, just do it, yep. right? And yep. you win. You know, it's funny because there's a guy in our office that does that. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about it. I was like, get the hell out of here. You just mail blind offers? Because we've heard um, <laughs> Jack Bosch talk about it of course. Right? for land. Yeah. Right? I said, like, okay, that makes sense. It's yep. land, whatever. Yeah. He does it. In Mesa. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you were talking about your fail safe. Well, that was the, I'm sorry, the fail safe. Oh, the fail safe. Okay. Is, is the mailing the offers. Yeah. Right? Gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So again, you use all these techniques. And by the way, the majority of the, the, the deals would be locked up using the sales techniques, mm-hmm. right? But the last habit is just, just mailing out offers, right? Because yeah. just having a sheet of paper, it's non confrontational. They can look at it, they can hold it. And, you know, sometimes they'll just look at it and they'll be like, I, I, I'm, I don't want to take my medicine. I don't want to take my medicine, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something happens the moment they're right there. And that, that contract is a salesperson that is selling 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they know it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, very rarely would they just sign it and send it back to you, but it'll be just a spur on the conversation. They'll call you and say, hey, this is expired, but can we do this mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. So, yep. some questions here. Uh, lots of praise. Lot, you guys have a lot of fans, apparently. All right. Uh, Can I tell them all real quick that you're going to be on the Wholesale Hotline on Monday? 
your wholesale hotline on Monday, guys. Facebook Live. We're going to be here taking over Steve's studio, <laughs> answering your questions. Steve's going to be here. It's going to be bananas with Pace Morby, Jamil Damji, Brent Daniels, Steve Trang. Answering all questions. That's right. So what do we all got? All right. So question is, would you get a self-directed IRA and take the money from investing into into doing your deals? Oh, this uh, is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, uh, you got to be really careful, right? You shouldn't be taking your own. Uh, and again, I'm not a lawyer or a tax yep. account, yeah. right? Uh, if, if you do a deal and you got to do it with your IRA, make sure it's only with your IRA, right? So don't like commingle funds. Uh, funds and take an assignment fee and then use your your IRA to buy it. You know, the IRA, the IRS can disqualify it. However, if you've got another wholesaler in town, I would highly suggest negotiating with them and sourcing deals from them and using your IRA funds from them. Okay, I would joint venture. I'm just switch. Yeah, just switch. I yeah. am I am huge on joint ventures, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Huge on joint ventures. Stop trying to invent everything. Uh, if you really want to beat your competition, join them, okay? And you guys will uh, kill it together. Um, you don't have to partner with them on everything, but a deal is just fine. Oh, we right? know. Yeah, I mean, you know that. Our, yeah. our whole, yeah. yeah. We've got our squad. We have a crazy city. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patricia Martinez wants to know, what's the minimum population of a city that you would consider for cold calling? Mm, I actually like the the cities that I've I've cold called in Prescott. I've cold called in Flagstaff. Done very well. They're like fifty thousand. I would say probably fifty thousand is the minimum. I would say, and I think you, you could totally dominate if you say super focused. You absolutely have to drive for dollars, right? You have to get that build up that list. Get all the little stuff, the code violations, the evictions, the probates, the pre foreclosures in your small market, and go after. The them all okay mm -hmm. it's not going to be a lot because there's just not a tremendous amount you can burn through a list of the uh whatever the ten thousand non-owner occupieds in you know a few months and right. then what do you do the rest of your career so make sure that you're going after those properties but just like you you you, you gave me the stat and i use it all the time six to ten percent of the market is in distress mm -hmm. so you got to figure that's going to be you know a good amount of people there 300 deals in a fifty thousand person market maybe yeah. more so um, listen you mm -hmm. do 20 deals your life is going to change in a mm -hmm. year you do 50 deals and you're life is really good and you can do that all yourself if you want to keep all your profits or you can bring on somebody that gets you know some sales commissions or takes care of some of the uh, mm -hmm. operational stuff so you know I've, I've got actually a little add-on to that you know I think you alluded to that so I was just in Florida uh, fishing with my dad and my uh, my my kids my dad's grandkids yeah and my dad and my whole family they are like psycho fishermen mm -hmm. right and they're like what's the right tide what's the right bait what's the right rod what's the right line you know and, my, and so every time we went my kids you know the fishing stinks in california yeah. compared to florida and they just like i just want to fish day in and, and you know day in and day out and so my kids are like okay i want to fish at this time and, and, and of course according to my dad he's like no this isn't perfect so we showed up like every day every day <laughs> and we sat there way longer than my dad wanted to yeah right? But every single time, guess what? Mm. We caught a fish. Yeah. So we caught a fish. Mm. So we're sitting there, and on the last day, my dad is like, this is the worst tide. We're not catching fish. Let's get out of here. Come on, guys. You guys did great. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm so proud of you guys trying to, like, get them to go. And they're yeah. like, no, we don't want to go. And it's funny. I was using a term. I was like, you always have to have your bait in the water, kids. Mm -hmm. Always. I go, the conditions will never be right. Yep. Two seconds later, my daughter 
gets a huge jack on the line. <laughs> and I put it on Facebook. Yeah. Right? And this is thing. And it's funny. So we start going, and all my kids' lines are there, and it all gets tangled. Everything goes wrong. And she obviously she doesn't want to lose it. It's going all over the place. And I'm grabbing it now. I have the line. We cut all the other lines, but I grab the line and I bring it in, in there, and we, we, we get the fish, and it's huge. You know, but just going back to what you're saying, I think yeah. those stats are important. We mm-hmm. should put ourselves in a good advantage. A part of that is like sometimes we can outthink ourselves. Yeah. Right? More complicated. Yeah. More complicated. It's like just show up every single day, right? And you're going to get the monster. So that goes back to the next question to Tariq Akeem. He wants to know what one thing should he do every single day to generate a deal in a competitive market like Denver? Talk to people. <laughs> I mean, you got a couple of the op- options. I mean, be proactive and uh, get really good niche lists in your market, mm-hmm. but also stop messing around. Go get referrals from other people. Go joint venture with other people that need help selling their deals. Mm-hmm. Build up a cash buyer database. Get people that, that need properties and match them up with people that need to, to, to sell yeah, these properties. Yeah. So I think a couple different things. I think people need to be building up their referral network 100%. Mm-hmm. The Keegley model, the whole you know joint venturing, building up that cash buyer, being the dispo of uh you know helping out the the other wholesalers investors agents neighbors uh you know family you know whatever yeah. that that's out there i think that that's a hundred percent but you need to the the goal that she should have just to put this to to make it tactical is talk to 10 new people a day seriously yeah. talk to 10 new people a day that are can that are filtered down into some sort of distress list or that are somebody that is in the industry that could potentially send you referrals if you talk to 10 people every day let them know that you buy houses yep you can't mm-hmm. not buy houses i know you can't not buy houses uh, and i'll add on to that is that the reason why the crazy competitive market is crazy because the buyers are willing to pay so much yep mm-hmm. right so that means that you have a hungry 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 customer on the back end, mm-hmm. which means that you can lock up deals for, for a much higher price yep. and sell them at ridiculous prices and the, their margin is have to be that small. So working with a wholesaler just to expound, expand on that, your opportunity is in the buyers, yep. not necessarily in the sellers. Yep. Um, can we talk about this event real quick? Yes, please, I, please, please. I really, so Todd and I have been uh, getting together. We've been talking about this for the last six months. Mm-hmm. It's March 6th and 7th in Todd's hometown of San Diego. Oh, it's terrible. Okay? That right. <laughs> two days. It'll, it is going to be the most packed two days of all time. We're not talking about sitting and uh, somebody on stage talking to you. I'm not talking about getting into somebody's office and, you know, talking to their admin staff. No, we're talking about rotating, moving and getting the absolute best tools, tactics, resources for 2020. We sat together and said, how do we get the best? Like, how do we have the 2020 be the best year ever for our wholesaling Mm -hmm. businesses? What Mm -hmm. do we do? So we looked at lead generation, we looked at conversion, and we looked at disposition. And I'll let you, I'll I'll get you in with the, with the conversion, but lead generation, we're going to have Annie, Annie Dragonova, from Batch, mm-hmm. talk about um, uh, the text blasting, voicemail drops. I'm going to be talking the the hot, the best, best, best methods for cold calling and door knocking. We've got Ryan Dossie there, who is a absolute just wonder kid that is getting deals in the biggest markets for $2,500 from direct mail marketing. Uh, we've got Brandon Bateman, who's one of the top pay-per-click guys of all time. Chris Chico with Facebook and Todd there talking about building a referral for lead generation. On the Dispo side, 
Pace Morby going to be there talking about subject twos. Jamil Damji talking about building your cash buyer database. You're going to be talking about um, what was it? The the uh, dispo. Oh, seller financing, mm-hmm. right? Different tactics for um, for exit strategies. Mm-hmm. So it's not just wholesaling. And um, in the middle, squeezed in the middle of that is. Todd, and we're going to certify people in the seller presentation so that you can convert more deals. Right. And so the biggest thing is that, that we're really going to be focusing on that conversion mm-hmm. side. I mean, we think that is so, so, so mm-hmm. important. And so a big part of that workshop is going to be forcing people out of their comfort zone, right? Yeah. To remove that shell, to role play, to go through each part of the seller presentation to say it until at the end of those two days, they're like done. Yeah, just done. Right? Yeah. So the space is going to be open. They're going to be ro- rotating, and so no one's going to leave there without significantly upping their game. Which we're just wholesale we're certified. We we're talking about reps. Reps. Wholesalecertifiedpro.com. Wholesalecertifiedpro.com. Literally, it is the smallest group of all time. I really hope that you guys, everybody in the TTP family, if you guys need like. Come on, everybody that's done No Limits, everybody in Phoenix, like this is going to be so bananas. It's going to be yeah. incredible. It's going to really set a new standard. We love it. We love bringing all these yeah. people together. We yeah. love making sure that you get the best resources. You know, I'm also and, really excited about Chris Chico, too. Yeah. And, uh, he's kind of like, um, uh, he's kind of everything he does is kind of undercover, although he's got a big YouTube channel. But uh, he's always looking to uh, extract like the latest marketing yep. channel. Like if he's like, hey, this doesn't work. You know, he's like the first one to be like, oh, direct mail dude is fading. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, he's, he's onto something. He invented the cash buyer postcard, which we still use to this day. So yep. I'm really looking forward to having him there too. Awesome. Uh, well, I think that's so, exciting. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important. I think Wholesale that's certified that, pro. Yep. Com, so there's more about it. should be nothing left to question, right? You should have well, everything. This is it. Well, let me say this, is that the, I think we're eliminating almost everything that doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're new yeah. and you were like overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, this and that, I'm like, no, no, no. Aqu- uh, lead generating leads, conversion, dispo. Mm-hmm. And we're to give them exactly what they need to raise their game in each one of those so that when they leave there, not only is that most important skill which they need to master, okay, is significantly okay, elevated, okay, but they, they have eliminated the overwhelm, eliminated the confusion, eliminated the shiny objects that they know, I'm going to generate leads, I'm going to convert those leads, and I'm going to maximize those for maximum profit. And that's really where this came from and the passion, the energy, because we want you to do more deals. Yep. And we want you to have more money in your pocket. Yes. Right. So, so I think that's awesome. Yep. Um, a few more questions here. Yeah, let's go. Manly Hines, is Brent or Todd still locking deals up on the phone or are you going to appointments? Ooh. Good one. Well, I know um, what you're doing. What am I doing? <laughs> you're getting them on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're getting them on the phone, uh, but we have one dispo guy who he just he's really, really, really good in person. Mm-hmm. So it is a mixture, right? Yep. We, we, we can lock him up on the phone. I, I love it. Um, but it you know, all comes down to uh, if you're in your local market yes. and you're there, yes. get face to face. Get no face to face. Not to do it. Who, right? Who's that? Manly. Manly Hines. Yeah. yeah, get in. Get in front of them. Right. If if they are, if if you're not doing it virtually, if you're able to get there, get in front of them. I would drive. I have driven to Flagstaff for an appointment. Okay, because it was a smoking deal. I knew they were older. I knew that if I got in front of them, we would lock it up, locked it up, make 30, 40, yeah. 50,000. I mean, it's, it, yeah. Brent Daniels. Yeah. Drew the, drove the flagstaff. Uh, yeah. To make well, the deal happen. I have a cabin. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that, you know that being said, right, is that if you decide to be in a virtual market, yeah, right, don't let the fact that you don't have boots on the ground affect mm-hmm. you. Although don't let the, you could hire boots on the ground, right? Yeah. But the you build up that muscle, right? So for me, I have built up that muscle that I don't really like to, you know. I don't really like to drive or, or leave the house too much. I'm kind of a homebody, yep. right? So, uh, and, you know, and your team, but I've trained them in their virtual markets to lock it up over the phone, right? And then you use a notary as your boots on the ground. I mean, really, like who's trying to go out there, right? Close the thing and train your notary out there. Your notary, by the way, you can train them to do just about anything. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, hey, like, let me teach you about the stealth mismatch. <laughs> <laughs> Take this no right. limit sales course. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Simmons. Yeah. Asked us to get Todd Toback into the Go Giver REA mastermind. Brandon Simmons ran, runs one of the best masterminds. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's how we re- reconnected. That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that sounds awesome, man. Where's my invite? You're, you just got it. All right. Yeah. Come on. From from Brandon himself. I uh, know. Thank you, Brandon. Love there Brandon. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you guys do when the seller puts you in a bidding war? So that's that's a good one. Look at you here. So you know, I got I got this offer from Brent. Yeah. You know, it's at eighty thousand. I got two other investors coming. What's your offer? Well, remember, you got to remember what your time is worth. You got to know what your emotional energy Mm -hmm. is worth. All right. And so the biggest thing is either that's real or it's not real. Right, so what I'm gonna do immediately is I'm gonna throw in my stealth mismatch, right? I can tell you most likely, right? I don't know who these investors are. I don't know their credibility. I don't know how long they've been in business. They could be great, they may not be. But I know <laughs> I'm probably not gonna be able to be at the top, right? Is there even a reason for us to meet? And I'll it. throw out that out there, right? By the way, I love, did you see him like kind of tearing away mm-hmm. the confidence mm-hmm. of that other offer? I don't know how long they've been in business. I don't know how many properties they buy. Right. They, they, they might be good. They might not. Well, you know? notice I did that they might be great. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, so I, I went the opposite way. Well, yeah. what do you mean they might be good? You know, they're not great? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Right? Yeah. So, um, and again, I exaggerated that. I you know, love you know, but, it. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's, you keep it natural, right? Now, the part of this is you also may want to dig deeper, mm-hmm. right? And say, well, what else is going on there, right? Because they may say, well, look, I want post-occupancy for six months. Boom, almost at the table here, boom, yeah. right? And so now I found something that no other seller was able to get rid of, right? And by the way, if you join venture, if you've got the money in place, and this is something that we're getting really, really good at, we're putting together like monster, monster, monster deals mm-hmm. right now on commercial stuff. Line up money, line up money. If you should have to close a deal, right? You can find out how to do that. Close yeah. it, yeah. right? But you can give someone occupancy for six months or a year or whatever they want if the deal the numbers make sense. Is the numbers make sense? And that might be it. And they might be so scared because everyone's throwing numbers at them, right? Because of the way you have all these inexperienced people who have no sales skills, all they know how to do is throw numbers, and they're not listening. Mm-hmm. So just find out which one you have. Now, if there's like two or three thousand dollars on the table, I'm not going out there. Please, if you're listening to this, don't go out there. I have a couple wholesalers in my market. And, and, and God bless them. But they're like, I'm gonna go out there so that I can make that and I'm gonna just, it's one more deal that they don't get and I'm gonna put them out of business. I don't focus on my competition. Yeah. There's a million things that I can do better, right, to work on me, right? So I'm gonna fix those first before I worry about my competition. So just you know, be mindful of your time. And if they say no, if they reject your offer, if you decide not to go out there, guess what? FedEx an offer. Mm-hmm. Right, it might get accepted. You never know. And watch it, because what some people do is, oh, you've got another offer from who? Mm-hmm. And then that seller is like, oh, like yeah. all out of the So who, who's it from? Oh, is it all cash? 
Did they give it to you in written? Yeah. Did you sign it? What title company are they using? Yeah. You know, and you start yeah. getting specific, and then it turns into this whole thing where it's you're all oh, yeah, yeah, friction, yeah. friction, yeah. friction, friction, friction. Yeah. So don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. Be like, okay, great. Confirm, approve. That's excellent. Yes. Okay, great. Well, well, you know, the only person that might work with is like that high D personality, of right? Of course. And you're like, you know, and if you let them win in some way, yep. that's fine. You can sense that, but that's a really, really good point. I yep. mean, if you tension is the enemy of of a deal mm -hmm. so you have to learn how to move the sale forward right but it's almost like a yeah you know it's like it's like, like it's almost like a <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah right wow no, but you you got the fl the body flex but you're not going backwards right yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I think, you know, I would look at this. We're going to teach that dance move, by the way. Hold yeah, on stage. Pro.com. On stage. Yep. So I think one thing I want to add to there, because I love what you did there, right? And so we do something similar where we just say, that's great. That's a good offer. You should sign it. Yes. All right. You should sign it. And they're like, well, I don't know. I was like, I mean, what's, I'm, I'm just kind of confused. Like, that's a good offer. Like, what yep. stopped you from signing yeah. it? Let them tell us what's wrong with that offer. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, that's, I can see why that's a problem. That is awesome. Well, and it's interesting. <laughs> that, you, I can tell you probably have a couple hundred thousand reps yourself. <laughs> let, let, let me let me ask you guys this, yeah. and, and this is just for my own education. Um, so what would happen with me is they get they tell me they got an offer for eighty thousand. I know that I I really want it for seventy, but seventy would make me thirty. Eighty two can make me you know eighteen, right? Mm -hmm. So. Do you guys ever go in and get the get the if I come over and I can beat that offer? Are you willing to sign the paperwork with me tonight? I mm -hmm. used to. Okay. Used to. Okay. Not no. anymore. No. Why? Uh, because we don't do this. This is a harder close, right? So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we can beat it. Okay. I don't know. I'm not even sure. You know, that's something we're gonna buy. Yeah. Let's pretend we could work something mm -hmm. out. What would happen next? Yep. It's never will you sign. It's yep. we never ask that question. It's always yep. like if we could do that. What would happen yeah, next? I mean, I I can't, I can't stand that term. Will you sign? I mean, because we've had our acquisition specialist say that, and I'm like, I almost have like a epilepsy. I want to uh, throw a chair seizure, somebody. Right? Yeah. So because that just causes <laughs> tension, right? Will you sign? It sounds like I'm I'm chasing you. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you want to say, look, you, before we even get into price, right? I'll come back and I'll take control of the conversation, right? I'm not even saying if I could, but let's say I could get to that. What was the price you said? One eighteen. One. It's called 82. 80. What, yeah. what if I could get to that 83? And I'm not saying I could, right? But what if I could get to that 80, 83 that you were talking about, right? Range technique, mm -hmm. right? What what would even be the next step? Mm -hmm. And I might even, because a lot of I people will do that. Yeah. And they'll rush out there and they're like, well, I got to talk to my sister. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I love the, the um, all these cushions. And the what would be the next step? Pullaways, because it also, they reveal these hidden objections. Mm -hmm. And a lot of I your competition... That. Again, they're not beating you on price, right? They're, they're, it's a time war. It's a time war. It's you versus you. Because now they spend three hours dealing with this person who never would have done that business. You want to beat them? Value your time. Yeah, that's huge. I love that. I so don't even know if time. I could get you 83. Yeah. But if I could, what would be the next step? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and come on. Dude, is this getting like, this should be like, uh, you got to rev this, right? Oh, yeah, do you, sure. do you yeah. blog this? Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, listening to this, watching this, if you don't like download the, the vlog, this is incredible. You yeah. guys are the best. This is awesome. You guys yeah. are the I'm best. learning a ton. From yeah. Here. But I think that that taken away, like that's, that's the biggest piece. And like, so what else will we ask? We'll ask them, you know, what happens next? We'll ask them like, um, 
oh, so we, that's a great offer. So when you signed it, when are you guys closing? Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good one too. <laughs> but that, but that's um, that's a uh, party man. Uh, st- uh, st- um, stealth mismatch. Yeah. Right? Again, yeah. when you signed it. Right? Yeah. When you signed it, yeah, you're yeah. like, uh, I haven't signed it. Like, oh. Uh, why not? Are people enjoying this? Are they are they commenting? We're getting some likes. We're getting, we're getting some likes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So that's good. I hope people are getting this because this is really the conversion side of it. I'm yeah. telling you, these it's a techniques. Big piece. And listen, here's the thing. I think people look at this thing like it's an overwhelming Mount Everest. No. There's only going to be what maybe like really consistently maybe a dozen true objections yeah. that you run into. Maybe twenty. How about you go on these appointments, you write down these objections, you talk to the best people that you can around, write two responses to it, and practice. Mm -hmm. And practice your tone, Mm -hmm. and practice your pacing, and practice being able to do it. So when it comes out, you're not practicing live on on an appointment. You know what I mean? Like role play with people, you love that. Well, I love role playing, right? And uh, you know, we're gonna do a lot of that at the event, but the, the one thing I would say, is if you're overwhelmed from anything that we talked about, you don't need to know all of this. Right. You don't. Right. You can just take there's take two things. So I'll just give you a couple action items that you can try today. Love it. Okay. Yep. And I use this with um, someone. Uh, well, I use my wife all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because it always, always evokes more talking mm-hmm. from my wife. Okay. Right. So ask me a, ask me a question. Um, where are we going after this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> are we going to go grab some coffee? Or oh, head back to Brent's office? Or how, how are you are you feeling tired? No, I'm not tired. Okay, cuz yeah, did you is there a reason why you asked me about coffee or I don't know. I just want to hang out. Oh, okay. Spend some more time with you guys. Okay, cool. <laughs> so your response is, I don't know? <laughs> no, well, no, my only response was, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's right? magic. And so who, who started, when I said, I don't, I don't know, know, who started talking? Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you didn't want coffee, but guess what? I learned that you wanted to hang out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? And so. Uh, it, it, it's a redirect. It's just a redirect. So if you, like, and I'm, it's not the perfect redirect, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is if all of a sudden you get stuck, yep. like, like today, and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Just say, I don't know, and then shut up. So that's just like one rookie's mistake. Like if you're on the football field and the defense is going crazy and you just want to hand it off to a running back, right? The I don't know thing is just like that one key thing that I want to give everybody. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's magic. It's amazing how like, I don't know. And like, what do you mean you don't know? And they'll, they'll, they'll tell you what you need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's magic. At the very least, it's going to buy me time to think of something to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vance Courtney wants to know, when you're saying an offer, is it, does it matter if it's DocuSign? Vance, Vance is coming. Yeah, come on, Vance. Vance come on now. Vance is coming uh, to the, uh, yeah. Uh, does it matter if you DocuSign email or snail mail? Just oh, to send it. out your offers? Just get it done. Um, well, here's what I'd say. On the offers, like the fail, the fail, the fail safe, yeah. right, is always snail mail. Because yep. if you send someone a DocuSign, they're yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. Nigerian scam. Or just delete. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah for right. sure. Right. So just the, the snail mail, absolutely. And I've deviated from this. Uh, snail mail all the way. Yep. Uh, Kish Esrani wants to know, how many properties in Phoenix does it take on average to get a deal when you're driving for dollars? How many, I guess, how many D3D entries? One out of 100. One out of 100. Yep. Yeah, but you got to, first of all, you got to get, you, <laughs> you have to either, you, you got to talk to them, right? So you got to get them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Out of those hundred, uh, you got to figure that you'll talk. It's probably more than that. Let me, let me, now that I'm breaking it, 150. Because here's what, you're going to get a hold of 10% of them if you call them. So that's going to be 15 of them. Mm-hmm. And out of that 15, you should get somebody that's going to do business with mm-hmm. you. Now, here's the thing. 
It depends on what your exit strategy is. If it's subject to, if it's seller mm. financing, if it's wholesaling, if it's flipping, or if it's buying it as a rental, you have different options. It just depends on if you know how to mm. use them. Remember, every deal comes down to three things, price, terms, and you, that's it. Yeah. Price, terms, and you. So, you know, if you have more that you can do that's not just price, which is wholesale, flip, that type of thing, mm -hmm. then you can start working terms, yeah. which you have just crushed and made a fortune on in right. California because, you know, he knew how to do it and he, he, he has a background in a lot of different creative financing. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, so Brandon Simmons says that you were one of his coaches. So big props there. He wants to know who coached you. Man, uh, first of all, there's so many people. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you this. Uh, so back in, um, you know, lease, I got into lease options. So that was Peter Conti and David Finkel. I jumped in their seminar and paid a bunch of money for it. You know, it was two days, yep. rocked the room. And it was funny because like, I just ate it up. Yeah. I remember my wife, she's like, cause I had just gotten married at the time. Or no, I'm sorry, I was, she's always saw me like, uh, referring back to the material. So I bust open these binders. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is when they still gave up binders. Back yeah. then. And she's like, you really put this stuff into practice. So, you know, he's one of that. But my very first mentor was a uh, was a virtual mentor. Robert Allen had the book Multiple Streams of Income. Yeah. Right. Amazing book. And amazing. Yeah. It's so simple. But he was like, this is the basics. Yeah. Right. And so that got me really, really, you know, just really, really pumped up. And then what happened was, is I started my podcast, uh, geez, back in 2011 or 12. And I was talking mostly about lease options. But Sean Terry, it, you know, started to put a bug in my ear about wholesaling, right? And, and and so we started looking at the checks and you know, 11 or 12, right? This is when it started to like heat up, heat up. Yeah. So Sean was a big influence on on wholesaling. I mean, he taught me how to mail like a boss. You know, I remember I was I was kind of always a friendly competition with him because when he mailed, he said he mailed 10, I, then I went out and put 30 and he did 50 and then one time put in 100,000 postcards in LA at one point. And I'm, I'm like, I'm shocked I made <laughs> in a money back. I did 100,000 in LA the first time out, like with, with the two reps. Right, um, and with, I, uh, in a month. In a month, oh yeah. Yes, okay. But no, it was like it was one shot too yeah. on top of that. Yeah. And I was totally stupid, never do anything like that. Um, break it up. Break it up. Yeah. <laughs> so break it up. But Sean, uh, Sean really helped me. Uh, uh, he got me in. Sean got me in wholesaling. So credit to Sean Terry yeah. uh, back in there. And then, um, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, Michael Jake to this day, we talk mm -hmm. about this. He's he's a it, it, out of those fifteen leads yeah. that he's going to get. That guy's going to buy five. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Right? yeah. And this yeah. guy's got super high net worth. You never heard heard of yeah. him. Try to get him on the show. By the way, he's not like he's not into the limelight, but he is into teaching and helping. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I I paid him monthly to yeah. to mentor me for um, a year. Incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know, really really phenomenal. And then I've got you know my local mentors who taught me in sales, right? And so obviously my Derek Clark with Pfizer, uh, huge mentor to me, super go giver, gave everything. You know, when I was working at Pfizer, and so I talk about the job, but I think also that is part of having gratitude. Of, of the people who were in my life. Gratitude is right? such a uh, under uh, appreciated. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear people talk about it every once in a while, but to practice gratitude consistently. Mm -hmm. I love helping people mm -hmm. that say thank you. Mm -hmm. And then when they oh, tell yeah. me the feedback, like, yeah. oh, I did this and it worked. Mm -hmm. That's so fulfilling. And yet other people is like, this sucks. You know, when you said it didn't work, it's like, okay, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so part of that also, when you have the gratitude, like I used to talk about how my job sucked all the time. Right. And then now I look back, it's funny. And now that I was more open to that, also Derek was always great. But as soon as I started verbalizing that, I started to re-remember some of the sales thing. 
mm-hmm. some of the sales things that he taught me because he used to come on the field rides with me and mm-hmm. hang out with me for eight hours. And so I'm, I have a, a built-in sales coach who's going to hang out with me for eight hours. Yeah, how lucky for is free, that? Right? How long was that? How lucky is that? Oh, yeah. I'm so lucky at that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. And so it's funny. I'm writing a sales book right now, and I, I want to send a copy to Derek and just thank him so much. Awesome, and leave the forward to him. So. Um, Love you, Derek, by the way. I, there's no <laughs> way he's listening to this or ever listening. He's old school, but, you know, maybe we can send you the MP3. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a CD. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you, going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. Uh, so, well, first I'll talk to, uh, to Brent. So sure. Brent and I, we talked about this offline. We don't talk about it a lot online. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we were joking about Free and Clear Fridays. Yep. You want to elaborate what Free and Clear Fridays, what the, what the premise was? You mean just paying everything off? Paying everything off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's controversial. Yeah. Everyone so, looks at Brent and me like yeah. we're like the weird people. Well, I think, you know, certainly for, so I read the book, The Financial Matrix, and it basically shows the evolution of slavery from the beginning of time to now and how really... Oh, having debt was really bad. Well, we, we all, I mean, debt is really bad. But so, it was slavery back then. Right, but I mean, it is now. I mean, people work half their year to pay their interest. Mm-hmm. That's the stats. I mean, people pay half their year. So half of your time, you're, you're nine to noon every single day is paying... The bank is paying interest, is paying creditors, is making somebody else richer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, having somebody as whatever. So anyway, so uh, read that book, paid off all personal debts, mortgage, cars, student loans, credit cards, whatever. Pay it off. Pay it off as much as fast as possible. Pay it off over time. Just get rid of it. Because here's the thing. Like... Once you have that off your plate and you're not stressed from from the, the bills that you have to pay and the debt that you have to pay, all of a sudden it frees you up to actually pursue what your 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 purpose in life, right. your passions in life, what really fulfills you in life, right? And it's not just I have to do this because I got to pay these bills and I got to do this and that. And the problem is people get into too much debt because they want to buy. It's the whole Gary Vee thing, mm-hmm. right? People buying stuff they don't need to impress people that they don't care about. You know right. what I mean? And I really think that that's a true thing. So one, uh, I think I live off of like 10% of my income. Mm-hmm. The rest is saved and put into uh, assets, into properties or invested. And so my, I, I don't go baller out and crazy. And two, pay off everything. I buy investment properties cash. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to, I don't want to worry about anything. Right. You know what I mean? So it's been, it's been phenomenal. And actually your brother put me on that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Kroll put me on that path. And, and, much- and Cody Hoffine, he paid off everything as well. How much easier is it making decisions oh. where you don't have to worry about bills? Oh, 100%. I mean, literally, if the world melted and everything ended and all my income went away, I could be an Uber driver and live a great mm-hmm. life, like yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. And having that is, you know, we get out of college and all of a sudden we start getting debt. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh gosh, life's so stressful. Oh gosh, I'm tired all the time. Oh gosh, I can't wait for the weekend. I don't even know what day it is today. I, you know <laughs> well, what I mean? You're like, setting, you're, I mean, you're setting us on a whole other path, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. You know, it, it, I have actually a little bit of different view, although yeah. it's similar. I mean, I, first of all, I believe in, uh, look, get out there and produce. Yep. Income, get to work, eliminate distractions and make it happen, right? Like every everyone who's struggling in wholesaling, I love you, okay? I, I know you want better for your life, but the truth is every time I ask someone who's struggling in wholesaling, how many phone calls have you made? You know what the answer is? Like zero or like 15 today. And like, I don't have a job. Literally someone sent me an Instagram and said, I don't have a job. I can't find a deal anywhere. And they said they called 15 people today. Sorry, right? it's, hard, it's hard to find <laughs> yeah. a deal, make 15,000 a day. And, and yeah. I'm like, 
you should be like a rabid dog calling 100 people like, and, and by the way, the truth is, and I can tell you this, it takes 20, if you're, if you're doing hand dialing, mm -hmm. right? Hand dialing, it takes 20, uh, one hour to make 20 phone calls. Yep. One hour. Oh yeah. Right? And yeah. if you are like really, really analytical and you don't look at the screen for an hour between each phone call, it'll take you like an hour and 20. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you have, the, and you and I both have this, right? I think you, you have it too, is you have to have this thing that I'm going to produce. Mm -hmm. I'm going to produce, sure. produce and produce and produce and produce and, 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 and have this crazy attitude like a starving, hungry animal. You have to keep that hustler edge. And you have to be in that mode at least two or three days a week, right? I learned this from Dan Sullivan. He words it completely different, okay? And the other two days a week, you want to start thinking about your future right? On how do I delegate? Mm -hmm. How do I now grow the business? How do I make this beyond myself? Right? And I'm going to, and, and how do I maybe hire an assistant now? So you can start to put, so you're not gonna be grinding forever, but forget the nonsense. Mm -hmm. Two or three days a week, you are working like a crazy, rabid, starving animal. And if you just do that, you're going to make money. Yeah. Now I go back to that's part of intentionality, right? You are out there trying to make money. And so Brent's plan works yeah. because it is a plan. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's a plan. And so a lot of these people who go out with the fancy cars and the fancy, you know, and they're always taking pictures of social media of like what they're doing or the bottle service, which, are, you know, I, I just don't get. Right? <laughs> it's like they have no, their plan There's living in this world of, of whatever. So my advice there would be just pick a plan mm -hmm. and stick to it. Right? Yeah. So I'm buying commercial property. I'm going to buy that with debt. Yeah. Right? And obviously the good debt and bad debt, you could talk about that. And I believe yeah. in that. Right? But I paid off my house. I drive an older car than my cleaning lady, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and mostly, you know, all my friends, that's just the way I am because I see, see that. Uh, but my, my feedback on that is just have a plan, whether you want to live with, you know, most people who live in debt or argue about the debt scenario don't have a plan. Yeah. And they just have credit card debt, mm -hmm. right? So the guys who are like, I've got real estate debt and understand that and are working that plan, I think they're going to do great. Brent's plan is going to do great, mm -hmm. right? He does that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I want to hit a couple of things on the keeping more money aspect, because I think one thing that gets missed a lot, um, Brent's been in business longer than I have. In fact, there's a picture I posted of him, me giving him his DVDs back. Yeah. That he let me borrow. The Mike Ferry training <laughs> oh, system. That's so awesome. I gave it to him after I sold him a house and made 40 grand. Nice. Yeah. So about 12 <laughs> years ago, I gave him the DVDs back uh, just recently. Uh, but, you know, Brent and I have been in business for a long time. You've been in business a long time. There's this cycle where you start and you're like, man, how to get my first deal? And then you get to a point where like, I got to do as many deals as possible, right? And it's just about numbers and volume and units mm -hmm. and profitability gets lost. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you get past this point and you're like, okay, realistically, I should worry about profits. So mm -hmm. profitability, yes. what kind of profitability should you have Love it. as a solopreneur? Mm. And what kind of profitability should you have uh. where you're like doing deals? Like you've got a business that you're kind of involved in what should what are your targets De depends on if you are prospecting if you're marketing or if you're getting referrals mm -hmm. right so obviously if you're prospecting getting referrals you don't have a ton of upfront costs but i don't think that you should rule out marketing if you can afford it when you can afford it mm -hmm. to be consistent to get really big deals so i think that if you're if you're just prospecting and you're you're getting referrals you should be able sorry you should be able to to keep 80 to 90% of what you earn 
right? It shouldn't cost you much to buy data. It shouldn't cost you much to to get the the technology you need to make a lot of calls. Um, and it shouldn't cost you anything if you're getting referrals, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, from a marketing standpoint, I don't know. I think that once you start, I think that a healthy business once you get to, you know, once you're hiring people, um, if you can keep 40%, I think that's a really good business. If if you're not having to get in there every single day and work it, work it, work it, work it. Yeah. If you've got acquisition managers, if you've got dispo, if you've got lean managers, whatever. Um, and I'll, I'm curious to hear your answer. But I also think that one acquisition manager can do a million dollars worth of deals. So this having thousands of acquisition managers that come in and out all the time, I don't think is a smart idea. And I think that you could set it up so that um, you have somebody in-house that blasts to your buyer's list, builds your buyer's list, and the acquisition manager actually negotiates with the final buyer and can dispo it too. So mm -hmm. it's so just ways to save money. 40%. 40%. <laughs> that was a long answer yeah. to get to 40%. No, I mean, I, I agree with Brent, right? Because the biggest thing is, first of all, if you're a solopreneur, you're going to be negotiating great deals, yep. right? Great deals. And San Diego, it's crazy high to get deals. I mean, it's, you know, $7,500 oh, yeah. to get a, a deal from direct mail yep. right now. But if you make it 50 right? Well, what are, if you make 50 is that grand, crazy right? high? That seems reasonable. 7,500 bucks? For California. No, it's about right. I mean, but I mean, you know, that's about, what, you know, uh, uh, what's your average deal? 20,000 cards. But, you know, my average assignment is going to be 40 or 50. If I, if, if, you know, if it's less than 40, you know, I'm good seeing a therapist, right? <laughs> I mean, just, just because the, the market, th that's just the way the market is, yeah. right? And you, you got to know that, right? But over time, if you're working that, you know, what happens, people also mess up their profitability mm -hmm. right? and they don't know what it looks like. So I know it's hard to hear this if you're just joining the game, but let's say you have a year and you spent $35,000 in direct mail and you made 120, yeah. right? And you're like, okay, you know, my profitability was like 40 or 50 and Brent said it should be 80 or 90. And you're like, okay, I, I'm not feeling so great about this. Well, what can happen is that that deal now pops in year two. Mm -hmm. It could pop in year three. Yeah. I don't know what's happened with us, right? But we've closed three deals that have been our database for six years in the last 90 days. <laughs> right? I shouldn't say that. It's actually through we started texting the database, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, those deals. You started freshing them up. You, you start freshing yeah. them up, mm -hmm. right? But that those direct mail campaigns that look like they bombed, right, now look great. Right. Okay, so let me say that. So I, I think that you should be running, though, definitely above 60% if you're a solopreneur. Right, because if you're if you're not running at sixty percent, as soon as you start hiring people, you're toast. You're gone. You're done. Yeah, you're, gone. you're gone. Right. Yep. So, you know, you you don't even know how to do what you're trying to do. So there's no way you're going to hire somebody else to do it. Yeah. Second part S is smart. crucial point. Yeah. People miss that because yeah. they they really want to abdicate as quickly as possible versus delegate yes. effectively. Mm -hmm. Abdicate versus de I mean. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people um, don't understand that you need to be a leader. Yeah. Like you need to have leadership skills. It's yeah. not I'm That's the, the I'm skill. the boss. You have to have that extreme ownership mm -hmm. like Jocko's book that says, "Listen, like I'm responsible. I I work for these guys." Yeah. Right, not the other way around. And I need to be able to to be comfortable with their whole financial situation in the palm of my hands. Yeah. This is their family. This is their livelihood. This is mm -hmm. everything. Sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, you, you, you bite off more than you can chew. But you need to have 
leadership skills, and you need to really develop that and either take some classes, find out about it, find great leaders, you know, you know, have some mentorship there, and then get into it. If you just start hiring people and then it's going and it's wild and it's this and that, and now you're distracted with training, I see it all the time. And it takes away from prospecting. Of course. It takes away from prospecting. It takes away from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It takes away from your sleep, <laughs> takes away from your family, takes away from your exercise, takes away from everything once you start hiring everybody and you don't have a plan, leadership skills, or somebody that's going to do that for right. you in your business. Um, you know, e even adding to that, right, one of the things I noticed about Brent that he does so good is that this guy in his companies, he's in it. Mm -hmm. Can you tell this guy is in it? <laughs> like when you walk He sees it. But his people, they know that Brent is in it. Yeah. Right. I mean, he loves the company and is for them because of that his people. I, I sense it when I walk in. I'm always surprised that he's there whenever I go to their office. Yeah. yeah. I just assume that he's not going to be there. Yeah. Like, why right. is he there? Yeah. Well, his people want to, you know, work hard for him. And so that, that's yeah. something that you've got to, your people aren't going to be like, oh, this guy's paying me. So I'm going to make him all this money so that he can make a 50% profit so he can go golf. They can't feel that way. No. Mm -hmm. They can't feel that way. Right. They got to feel like you're there for them. And it does not, a little trick is, it does not mean that you need to be there 40 or 50 hours a week. My dad used to do this. I know we're getting this is great. Track. This, no, this is good. great. This is the best, Steve. <laughs> I told you the story. Yes. So my dad had this big office with big telemarketing offices. I mean, this thing, you know, you used to crank out eight to ten million dollars a year net, my pops. And at one point he decided he just wanted to preach anymore. And he was really tired of the business, but he was smart. And then he's like, the people got to believe that I believe. Right. And yeah. go in there. So my dad, he used to go to the rec center and work out for three or four hours a day, just sit there and shave and talk about sports and yeah. whatever. Right. And then he used to go to his office, but he used to dress up in like a pinstripe <laughs> three piece suit every day. And he used to go to the office and he'd go, Hey guys, how you doing? Get everyone excited. Right. And it looked like he'd been working all day because he's in the suit. You know, yeah. But he'd probably, you know, when you have to work out and you still have the beads of sweat. Uh -huh. and thing. I you feel know, like that now. Yeah, in here. It's, it's warm. Well, he used yeah. to go in there and he used to train everybody and get everybody excited for about forty-five minutes, right? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, all right, guys, high five, blah, blah, blah. love it. You know, love you all, guys. Hey, you know, tomorrow if you need anything, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, and he'd say that. Then he used to go in his car, take off his suit, <laughs> go fishing, go, fishing. go preaching, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, it doesn't need to be every day, but he was his his. The way that he presented himself and the action he was for the people and building yeah. them up. So it does not mean that you have to be there 40 hours a week. Let me just talk about profitability right now. <clears throat> and I'd love, because you've got a lot of experience in the show. When we started to see the market shift, because at one point we were scaling, I started, a lot, I had a lot of wholesalers call me. And one of the things I do is I'm like, let's talk about the PL and don't lie to me. Yep. You know, tell me the truth. Right. So all the guys with the big teams who are purely wholesaling and generally purely wholesaling, right, I noticed they were all starting to really, really, really feel the pinch, right? They were starting to go broke, right? Yep. And, I, and I'm talking like, you know, the four or five acquisition managers, especially like the four or five different markets, mm -hmm. right? Now, the guys you hear are doing like, you know, well and scaling, or they're buying and holding real estate and flipping, you know, and they're doing, I, I'm a big believer in holding real estate, mm -hmm. right? So I, I recommend that, but I, I've seen, you know, they're, they're looking at less than 20% profitability the way they go. And that's about right. Most businesses, it's like once you start to scale, mm -hmm. right beyond that 1 million mark, you got to go all in to the 10 million, right? And you could scale that to 20 or 20. You got to be okay with making 10 and keeping two, mm -hmm. right? Once you start to go in that middle point, when you start to take on overhead and, and revenue doesn't grow, mm -hmm. you're toast. And I think any, every one of those three phases is okay, right? But you just got to decide what you want to commit to. Yep. Yeah. And how much stress you want. 
How big of a space do you want? What do you want to commit to? How long do you want to do it? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So real quick, sum up. What's the event? When is it? How do they sign up? All right. WholesaleCertifiedPro.com. It's March 6th and 7th. It is San Diego. What else? San Diego. Wholesale yeah. Certified Pro. Just, they they, go there. they want to yep. go in. They can watch a quick video and then learn more. If they want to uh, apply, just click on it. If it feels good, as Brent says, then, then get on the phone with, uh, hop on the phone with Derek and he'll talk to him and see if it's fit. Yep. All right, perfect. So I'm going to let you guys think about what you want to leave listeners with. Okay. Uh, guys, we got next week, we got Chris Noggle coming in. He's going to talk about how to be your own private money lender. Kind of crazy, the things that they're talking about. Really fascinating to watch them speak at Skillathon in New Orleans in December. So he's going to come on and talk about how to be your own hard money lender. It's really impressive stuff. Uh, that, so that's next Wednesday. Uh, last thoughts. Who wants to go first? Age before beauty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing that I would say is uh, wherever you're at in this business, uh, don't overcomplicate it. Yep. Right. You can do it. <clears throat> Remember, it's about three things. One, generating leads. Pick one or two marketing channels. Two, convert. You can do anything if you can learn how to convert, right? If you, if you don't want to spend any money on marketing, you can just negotiate, uh, meet with other wholesalers, get their deals, and sell them to the buyers. If you are totally broke, living homeless on the street, you could do that right now. And then three, uh, exit for maximum profit, right? If you don't have a buyer's list partner with a guy who can actually extract max amount of value um, or, or know a, another exit strategy, but go and do that. Don't overcomplicate it. Yes. You know, and so just make it happen. Awesome. The foundation of this business is sourcing real estate opportunities. That's it. You learn that skill. You learn that ability. You, you learn that process, lead generation, conversion, disposition. You learn how to source real estate opportunities. You win. You can do anything. Mm -hmm. You can go in any different direction. You can go land. You can do commercial. You can do residential. You can do multifamily. Sourcing the deals is the foundation of this. And the key to that is consistent quality conversations with distressed property owners. That's it. it. It's simple. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, mm -hmm. at the end of the year, there's one question, Steve. Did I have enough quality conversations with distressed property owners to hit my financial goals? That's it. That's it's it. It's that simple. Simple. Thank you, Steve. Talk to people. That was awesome, Steve, dude. Awesome. Really Thank great you. Under, under over here. You're the yeah, best, dude. Thank you guys for watching. We learned right, a ton. Thanks. That was good. Yeah, see we real estate disruptors. disruptors.